Bushlight, Bushlight's well, good. Bush is always good, but the Bush is good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good song. It was fun. I listened to that over and over and over. That well, every time I started and stopped a podcast, I listened to that intro outro. Yeah, yeah I like that song a lot. It's fun. Even when you're cruising, you listen to cruising. it on the road. Not too much, but I listened to a little Blue Red Roses on Spotify. Oh, okay, for sure. While I was cruising, for sure. Yep. But uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on done. that trip. It's all done. It was. How do you feel? It was good. It was shorter in some ways than I thought it was going to be, and it was definitely longer in other ways than did, I thought it was going to be. Did you find what you were looking for? I don't know what I was looking for. I know. That's why I wanted to ask. I didn't really <laughs> find anything that I wasn't looking for, and I didn't wasn't really out there looking for anything. Yeah. But uh, I think that I got the time away that I needed to get. Sure. For the most part, you know? I feel better about coming back to Fergus and the circumstances here than I felt before I left. Right. So I guess in that sense, I found um, relaxation and reset, which I guess was what I was looking for. Okay. So I think I did find what I was looking for. And a little um, more comfort in Fergus or no? A little more comfort in yeah. Fergus. Little, I don't know. I mean, it's still the same uh, you know everything's right. still the same it was a nice break it was just a nice break yeah it was a nice break away from life i got to see some really cool places and meet some really really good friends that's true see some you people know. you haven't seen in a long time yep yep got to fun. catch up with a bunch of good people so and um, i was here and you were here you just, just same did life. you did a convention you did like a tattoo convention yeah. while i was gone i was in fargo yeah. fargo rough rider was right yeah. yeah how'd that go good that one was, it was good. Did you win some awards at that tattoo? I did. I got a couple. Did There's you? a lot of really good competition there. That's kind of why I like going to that one. It's a lot of big name people. What did you bring home for awards? Um, I think I got third in neo-traditionals, second in color. What's neo-traditionals? Um, like my typical style of tattooing. So okay, kind of, uh, based loosely on like the traditional style of tattoo and like the old school ways, but bringing the newer style, like different color palettes and different line work where traditional is like one solid line work, four colors to pick from neo-traditional is like a little more illustrative adventurous. Okay. So you won a couple, just two, this two awards. Yeah. Those. And then, uh, Abby got one in cover up. I did on her, and then we got second place tattoo of the day on Sunday. Nice, which was cool. I've never won tattoo of the day. You won so. tattoo of the day. I didn't second, win. Second I got place. second. I was the first loser. The first loser. That's day. pretty good, though. That's <laughs> pretty good. someday you can win. Yeah. You know, like I'll I imagine. I imagine you got to be the first loser before you can be the winner. That's a good way to look at it. That could be a good way to look at it. It was semi default though, because like three of the big big wigs there 
the three that like definitely compete and win those all didn't finish or wanted to compete on so, Sunday. So okay, so you beat it was all a little of them easier. Oh, okay, no, they didn't compete. Okay, like the the three guys that I really look up to that were there, they were all dominating the competition Friday and Saturday, and I think they just gave us little guys a chance on Sunday. Nice. So you got to go. That was in Fargo. You stayed at a hotel down there. Yep. Got to play some blackjack. Ah, uh, kind of. Oh, I, I, I know like, you were saying you were looking forward to that. Yeah, we got a couple hands in. Brad, buddy of mine, and his wife joined us for the weekend. How addicted to blackjack are you? <laughs> Not really. I don't play actually. that often. Like, no, you would be if you lived in Fargo. I bet it would be an issue if I lived if in you Fargo. Lived, maybe, if you lived closer to a casino, we we had our stint. What was that last winter where we'd go yeah. like once a week and we'd, we'd go play, play quite a bit. And then after idea, we, it was fun. after we made that trip to uh, to Hankinson, is that where we went to Hankinson? Yeah. And we and we, and we, we lost like we lost all that money. We went <laughs> we went to Hank. We drove to Hankinson at like one like, in the morning or something. It was like we had no business leaving Wapaton and heading towards Hankinson. No. To the casino when we did. But I think I just had like a, a free night. Abby was gone or something that night, wasn't she? I'm or did we sure. just go? I mean, I, I think we just went. I think we just went. Yeah. We were playing uh, dollar blackjack in Wapaton. And, and then. It just escalated. We won some money. We got excited. We won some <laughs> money. And we looked at each other like, should we make a really bad decision and go to the casino right now? But it could have been a good decision. It could have been a good. It actually, in hindsight, it was a good decision. It was just an expensive decision. Yeah. It was a good. Memory. It was a good decision, though. Yeah. It was a fun time. That's I how I look at it. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. So, but I did miss Fargo Blackjack this year because I didn't get back to the room till eleven, and both nights the uh, the tables were kind of booked when I got back, and I was a little wore out. It was a long weekend, so yeah. we did get a little spot on Friday night. Me and Brad played for like forty five minutes, and then Saturday night, Nick and his wife, my brother in law, came. And I got a spot at a table, but I played like just a couple of hands and then I let Nick play because his wife was sitting next to me. So gotcha. I just hung out behind him and pretended I was playing. Okay. There you go. Which is still fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Um, so what, should I unpack this trip a little bit? What else happened? Yeah, we're else we're uh no, you know my life stays the yeah, same. Work pretty, work, go home, see family, yeah, and then work at home and then Come back and work. Fergus doesn't change too good. much. It changes slowly. Stuff Fergus changes. Fergus is slowly. on a good change though. Yeah, they do. They're on, a rise. they're on the they're on the up and up. There's some good things happening. There's here. some really good things. Some we really just need more happening. younger people doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need. So yeah. where'd you all go? So name it, off the states. So yeah, I'm trying to think back to the very, very beginning here. Um I did the interview with uh Dan and Mary in at Spice Riverfront Park. That was kind of fun. And I kind of laid out what I thought was going to be the expectations or the plan for the trip. And it turned out to be not really that kind of. Okay. It was it sort of was, but it sort of wasn't. I know that I had like Why place. walk me through the plan. Like what'd you oh, tell me? What them? was the what was it? I was um I'd have to listen back to that first episode, but like you know, I had a plan to do more like random sporadic interviews with people. And I got a bunch of those in for sure, but they just weren't quite what I thought. Like I thought I'd just be like setting up in a bunch of random places and trying to find people to like a, like a random, like a random park and just try to find, like pull some random walk by the interview. But it didn't work out to be like that. It actually worked out to be a little bit better in some aspects. I just like walk into a brewery and 
see if there was someone to talk and they would just like come and talk, you know? Sure. Um, the other thing I kind of, I laid out some rules in that and I don't remember all of them, but one of them was keep your pants on. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a rule that I had made for myself, <laughs> but it worked out to be that way anyway. So I mean, what do you do? You know, um, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I should have made a rule opposite of that, you know, try to get my pants <laughs> off or something, yeah. you know, maybe that would have been a better approach to uh, the trip, but no, could have got arrested. Um, I pretty much broke every rule that I had placed for myself on the trip. Um, you know, I was going to try and do like little short, quick updates every day. That was one of the things I was like, I'm just going to try and do an update every day. Dude, but, but that, that's, that's, it got to be way lot, too much. Right? It got to be way too much. Yeah. I watch it, these, uh, like how to grow business and whatever. I watch a lot of podcasts like that with running my business. And a lot of the things are on like Instagram and TikTok, like growing your name with that stuff and like creating reels and algorithms or whatever on to like get popular but like, that's like, so who, sucks who cares about that stuff who has the time like if you're actually you know? working at your business the things they lay out for you to like take care of on a day-to-day to like get instagram famous like i don't have time for that yeah it's a lot who cares about that stuff that's you true know? like that's true i did it for like a couple weeks it was fun making reels and like being like oh i gotta think of something to post today well but, and you should be like you should let me do some, help you do some stuff with with like now that I've kind of got this situ- this thing figured it's out true. like it'd be kind of cool to to do like more of a updates more updates for the shop and right. do some like although you do a really really good job with all the stuff you do do all the little reels and stuff you do yeah you know? so but it takes um, it, it takes way too much time it takes way too much time it takes way too much thirty second videos so like, I spend like that, two hours so that on. was one of the rules I broke was that no uh, you know. No, no daily up. Like I was going to try and do daily updates. So I fell behind on those. It's like, ah, whatever. And then, uh, the other one was, and I actually did really good with this one for a long time, but no fast food was one of the rules I had for myself. Oh, so what and I did eating? really, really good. Cause it was going to be no fast food except for like the, um, non major chain. So like I could go to like anything that we didn't have around here that I wasn't going to be able to get. Or like, like, a, like, like a hometown, like, like a Dairyland uh, type thing. Yeah. Okay. Or like a food truck or like go to like Chick-fil-A since we know Chick-fil-A or something like that. So like I, I didn't really, I don't think I ate any fast food until I got down to. Interesting. Until I got down to uh, North Carolina or South Carolina or something. I forget. I think I went into a Chick-fil-A somewhere in Virginia or West Virginia before I got to North Carolina, I think that was like the first fast food I ate. But then by the end of the trip, I had, you know, been, I had like eaten McDonald's a couple times and I had like kind of broke. Sure. I kind of broke on that because it just got to be like way too convenient to like go get some cheap food at these places. So I broke on the fast food Sure. and ate, ate a little fast food towards the end. The other did, rule. Did you bring like, your, we can't skip this one yet. Yeah. Did you bring your survival packs? I brought my survival packs and food. I ate sparingly but i did try a lot of that what stuff what was your fate did you have a favorite um, survival pack food? honestly in in it, it, it i didn't really love any of the food <laughs> like the instant food or like the de- dehydrated foods but was it like um, mres like the military no nah, more like just like dehydrated pouches oh um not like mre stat like status mres i think are a little bit nicer or a little bit worse depending on how you want to look at it oh okay. but the but honestly the uh the 
meal of choice that I kind of settled into on the trip was I ate a lot of tortillas with just peanut butter and banana on Which them, you're still eating now, I see. Which I still was eating those you when I got back. You were eating that when you left. I got back, I, yeah, I got back home and I was like, you know what? I kind of like these peanut butter and banana, a little yeah. bit of honey on them, those tortillas. Like, Was that a road trip thing? That was did, sort of like- eaten those before? I had eaten those. I ate a lot of tortillas on like my river trips when I did the Mississippi River trips. Um, that's like a really super convenient. If you're ever like backpacking or camping, like tortillas just like are the best because you can't squish them. You know, they kind of easy to pack. Depending on how the temperature is, sometimes your tortillas like stick to each other and don't want to come out of the bag very easily. Sure. You know, they'll get like some moisture in there or something. But for the most part, tortillas, peanut butter, banana, 10 out of 10. You can live yeah, off it's that. It's pretty healthy. Turns out, turns out you can live off that yeah. for, for quite a while. So, um, but yeah, I didn't eat. That was the other rule was I was going to eat all my, try to eat all my survival food. That was going to be like my primary source of food. Didn't exactly work out that way. I ate a little bit here and there, but it was like, yeah, you know, a lot of, a uh, lot you, of tortillas. Do you watch paper. The Office at all? I have watched The Office back, back when it was going. I was okay. watching The Office. Yeah. Every time before you left and every time we talk about your survival food, I think of a scene where Dwight depreciates his old expiring survival pack food and he just like downs a giant like 10 pound can of tomatoes <laughs> that's like the scene i think about every time we talk about survival food <laughs> i don't know if i've seen that <laughs> scene. Have to look it up i'll have to look that one up it's one of the best of the office scenes yeah um what else was there for rules um no alcohol outside of the brewery reviews did you fail that one i did i started drinking <laughs> I think the first time I had alcohol outside of the brewery review. Well, and let me clarify too, because you were going to say one beer per brewery unless someone bought you a beer. Unless, unless I got some free beer. And I, I did get, I think I got one free beer via Venmo from like, I think it was Ben Ronning. Shout out Ben. I have to double check that on my Ven, Venmo. But oh, somebody did Venmo money. me a beer. Somebody did Venmo me one beer. Okay. Um, I got a lot of free beers from the breweries themselves. Like lots of free beers. And the like the guys at Bridge Brew Works in Fayetteville, West Virginia, I could have gotten wasted there. Like sure. they just like I had to like kind of tell him like hey you know i'm i kind of have to drive he's like well you know you can keep drinking you can sleep in the parking lot here i was yeah. like yeah i suppose that's probably what i should be doing it, you know like so Otherwise i broke that you were gonna rule just too. like you know like i broke that rule too like uh you know if, if if he was offering the free beer i was supposed to keep drinking it sure. that was like part of the plan but i was like that's not healthy that's not a good mm. it seemed like a good thing in the future like pr- like ahead of time all these rules seem like good ideas and then they kind of got to be like rules are made to be broken, yeah. you know. Rules are made. To rules be are hard to follow. Sometimes. So uh, I ended up breaking the no drinking outside of breweries uh, rule. Basically, pretty much right away. I went to the Vikings <laughs> game, <laughs> like oh, season opener. Right. I went to the season opener Vikings game, and With somebody bought me Biffles. a couple beers there. Yeah, somebody bought me a couple beers there. The guy I was sitting next to, I met some random guy from Florida or whatever. He bought me a couple beers, so technically those were free beers. So you I didn't know you those. met him when you. Sat I just down? met him. I met him. I sat next to some random guy. At Interesting the game. He bought me a couple beers. Did you try to interview him? I was going to interview him, but it just it didn't work out that way. Hmm. It, I was going to interview him that night or the next day, but he had an interesting story too. He was apparently like some 
actor on strike from Florida mm. or something. I don't know. He was kind of a bullshitter, but oh. he was a nice enough guy. He's buying me beers at the game. Sure. So, and then I drank, um, also drank alcohol. I dr- drank plenty of um, twisted teas when we went to the Gophers Tar Heels game with Morty. Oh, yeah. So I got down to North Carolina and went to that Gophers uh, game with Morty and we drank alcohol there. And then I drank some alcohol some beers at her house hanging out and then that from there i pretty much uh i don't want to say I like threw that rule out the window but pretty much any time i had an opportunity to drink sure i, I was like having beers with someone you know <laughs> like pretty yep. much like i was just like ah oh, whatever you know so that rule got thrown out the window and then the other rule was no cannabis okay i was gonna not smoke weed and i quit smoking weed for you know this about me like i quit smoking weed for for a while a long time. like well a long time by my standards for sure i mean april what may june july august september like five five or six months or something yep and then uh i think i ended up smoking with my buddy preston when we were out uh camping okay on the um actually i smoked with him a couple times sure and then I ended up smoking with Harry and Brett in Kansas City, yep. too. <laughs> Mainly Harry. Yeah. <laughs> they got me. Uh, you know. So I broke every rule that I had placed for myself, for sure. But um, why did you need rules in the first place? I don't know. why. Yeah. I, like, it was one of the things I wish I hadn't done. Right. Like, one of the things I regret is, like, trying to, like, place boundaries around anything. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm glad I did place some boundaries around, like, what I wanted to do with the trip and, like, try to make something out of it, try to share the experience with some people who wanted to pay attention to what was going on or pay attention to the journey. Right. Cause I think that like my brother-in-law, Travis put it best. He's like, you know, we all have to kind of live vicariously through you because we all have wives and kids and lives that we can't just like delete and just like walk away from for a month to go do this kind of stuff. Correct. So or even a night. Or even like a night, exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have a hard enough time getting sit down here for a night and talk. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, so good though. I was kind of like, I'm glad that I did play some parameters around it and like decide to do the interviews at the breweries and do all that stuff. And I'm glad that I set the rules in place to a point because it kind of helped keep some type of like semblance of direction, if that makes sense. Sure. And everything, but, uh, and I wasn't ever too hard on myself. Like I wasn't like hard on myself and I was like, ah, oh, right. whatever, you know, like this is, this is kind of my plans, but I don't know. You were just on an adventure. Yeah. So anyways, the trip, I was basically, uh, I didn't even get out of Fergus yet with when I was, cause those were the That's rules. Right. Okay. But so we, yeah, I did the interview with Dan and Mary. Um, and then I did the first brewery review with Outstate Zane from yep. Outstate. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then after that, I went to uh, Alexandria for like a day. Uh, you know, interviewed my parents. Did a yeah, couple more. Cool. Did a couple more brewery reviews there. I hit uh, Twenty Two Northman Brewery. Okay. And I hit um, Copper Trail Brewing in Alec. Uh, from there, my family and I actually, my family was going to this wedding in um the cities and they had a hotel room so i went and stayed with them for a night okay and did a 
my first wedding for the um, Life Path Productions. Yep. So I did my first wedding reception with the podcast booth and stuff and set up for um, my friend Sophie and Kelvin's wedding and got to hang out with hang out and meet their whole guest, not the, their whole guest list, but a lot of people from their wedding. And they just sat down and cycled through the podcast booth in the back and told, Did it go good? told it stories about the bride and groom. I think it went really, really well. I haven't, um, that was like a month ago, a little over a month ago. I, you know, I gave that to Sophie and Kelvin like the week after we recorded all that stuff and I didn't, I haven't reached out to them yet to, to talk to them. Yeah. But I got a lot of good feedback initially. And I know a lot of people had a lot of fun doing it that night. Sure. And I could tell by some of the conversations that they're going to have a lot of fun listening back to that stuff. Okay. You know, like after the fact, especially down the road, I think they'll have a lot of fun listening yeah, back to going those. back so, and listening to it again. <clears throat> yeah. But then, yeah, I did the, uh, that wedding reception. And then after the next day, that was a the wedding was on Saturday. The next day was the Viking season opener. So I went to that game. And then, uh, after that game, I went and stayed with Shannon. Okay. Um, in Anoka yep. hit, hit 10 K brewing in Anoka. Okay. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then, the next day I got up and I went to uh, St. Paul and met Reed Cole and Aaron Link. Oh, cool. Okay. And so I did that um, interview, quick interview with Reed. But mainly when I was there, I spent most of my time there doing an episode of the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight with Reed and Linker. Okay. Reed and Aaron. Yep. So is Aaron living in St. Paul now? Yep. Yep. Oh, he's he not. Lives, oh, okay. Yep, he lives down there and they run that Thicket Film, Thicket yep. Film Company. Yep. So um, I got that episode recorded, a little snippet with Reed, and then I headed down to La Crosse, Wisconsin, took that drive along the Mississippi River. And it was like the colors were just starting to change sure. on that trip, like along like Lake, Lake Pepin and the Mississippi River there, all the way down to La Crosse. So I got to spend some time with uh, Matt and Emily um, down in La Crosse and did, uh, what was the name of the La Crosse? It was Dis La Crosse Distilling Company was one of them. And then 608 Brewing was, I think, the other one okay. in um, La Crosse, the, other brewer the two breweries I hit there. And then we just got to see a bunch of cool stuff in La Crosse. And it was just nice catching up with Matt and Emily. Yeah. So just stayed with them for a night stayed then, with them for a night and then went the next day went to, went off to chicago and um went and did an interview with allison jane was her name she was like this oh that book right yeah oh, yeah okay. and that turned out to be a pretty interesting interview i thought that turned out to be kind of yeah. weird because her target demographic is like old women who sure. have been through divorces like older women who have been through divorces you know and but like her techniques and like her like approach to everything was just very very unique and interesting so i, I really like talking to her and like picked up on some interesting little snippets out of that sure. conversation and just had a fun time going and driving into chicago i you know drove in from lacrosse to chicago and ended up sleeping in my Jeep in the parking lot of a library in like in Chicago. Yeah. In Chicago, just like in a library parking lot in Chicago, it like clearly said no overnight parking. Like that was like all the places I stayed at, like no overnight parking, yada, yada, no camping, this or that. I'm like, well, did you ever get hassled? 
Not once. No. Not once. I was like really expecting to get some knocks on my windows, but the Jeep is pretty inconspicuous. Sure. Like it it's it draws a little bit more attention to it with that topper on it when I travel with like the rocket box topper on it. Yeah. But uh for the most part it's not like a sprinter van or something right. that like a, a law enforcement officer would drive by and look at it and be like there's someone sleeping in there. Sure. So the Jeep, I think you can get away with sleeping in more places than sure. Like a sprinter van. I could be wrong about that. Or but. it might just look like it's broken down. Or it could just look like <laughs> it's broken down. <laughs> yeah. But um, stayed in the the parking lot of the library in Chicago. That was pretty fun. And then I got up the next day and um, yeah, then I just drove through chicago the next morning crazy rush hour traffic all the construction that was the worst part of the trip was like from chicago leaving chicago till you got like past like gary indiana sure it's all just one big metropolitan area and they had that whole area torn up yeah um I th i'm i think i ended up the tolls i it didn't end up it was like seven six fifty or seven bucks is all i had to pay in tolls, oh really that's it which is really surprising because i drove through like so many of those tolls yeah when we came back from toledo we had like 135 dollars of tolls damn i don't know why damn but it was a lot well i hope i got them all like i went on there and i typed in my my uh license plate and i hope i i hope that i got all the ones that they charged me for yeah. because if there's some like bullshit charges that come down the line for me i'm gonna be pissed i think they like contact you though if you have them maybe interesting not. yeah they'll contact know. you with a bill yeah <laughs> with a bill <laughs> exactly um so i drove through from i basically drove straight through from chicago this was like one of the longer stretches on the trip i basically drove straight through from chicago to fayetteville or to charleston west virginia but um I did end up sleeping in an IHOP parking lot um, outside of like Dayton, Ohio. I ended up pulling, you got a good story out of that. Night, yeah. Right? Did I tell you the story or yeah, not? You called me. Like, yeah. So I ended up locking my keys in my car. It was like one in the morning, keys, phone, wallet, everything. Yeah. All, all the things that you need to, uh, to, to like, exist in life yeah. pretty much all locked in my car one o'clock in the morning luckily it was at an ihop parking lot yeah so i went in and met this couple who or this waitress who was just getting off work and her boyfriend was there and he had like that little break into car kit in sure. his car Lucky. said he used to said he used to work for midas or something i don't know about that but they didn't seem so sketchy that i wasn't willing to let them help me when right. i needed help and they were very very nice they were the so like so so nice to take time out of their night and he just like popped my car right open for me and got yeah. me back in got me back in business um and what that was the first the draw thing though for you and that was that the first was time i locked my keys in the car on this trip okay the first <laughs> it, time okay. that was the first time but it wouldn't be the last so there's gonna be more okay. <laughs> there, was, there was more um and then i had you know i had the muffler issues that was like that day i drove from chicago all the way down i think i made it to like dayton ohio and that's where like my muffler started falling apart Yep. It might have like right when I crossed into Ohio. I think I was at like the Ohio Welcome Center when I originally pulled off sure. to fix my muffler. And then I like kind of wired it up 
just like a super bad wire job right away. Drove like a mile down the road and it fell off again. I'm like, all right, well, I stopped at like a, it was like a Myers or something. Like a, a, we don't have Myers around here, but they're like knockoff Walmarts kind of. Okay. So it was like, uh, I stopped there, got some like proper, uh, <laughs> proper, <laughs> some proper pro- wire, <laughs> proper wire to, uh, to wire up my, um, my muffler, but it wasn't like it was split in two. So it was really loud. Sure. I didn't like get the, the pro the, the proper fix on it, which wasn't even proper, but I didn't even really attempt to fix it until I got to North Carolina. So Ohio to North Carolina, that's a long way. So I had like a really loud vehicle. It was just like my muffler was split in two and it was like held up by some chicken wire underneath there. And, you're just cruising. and I was just cruising and just like cruising super loud. Yeah. So I cruised, stayed in Dayton, got my uh, keys locked in. Then I got up the next day and drove the rest of the way to West Virginia. And I was going to pull off in Charleston. There was a muffler shop. My plan was just to get get my muffler fixed the next day or whatever. I was like, oh, let's pull into this place in Charleston. And okay. then I talked to the muffler guy, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, we're about to go eat lunch. You know, we might be able to help you in like an hour and a half if you come back and like okay well maybe i'll come back and then i like went downtown and found a brewery um i think that was fife street i gotta look these up now make sure i get all these right um yeah it would have been uh fife street it would have been the first one um and then short story brewing those were the two breweries i hit there um right next to each other downtown. So I was going to stop and get muffler work and I ended up doing brewery reviews instead. Sure. And then by the time I had had a couple beers, I decided that muffler didn't really need to be fixed anymore. And so I just <laughs> kept cruising down the road. It's <laughs> like kept cruising down the Is road. Is it fixed now? Are we getting to that? It's fixed ish. Okay. So it's fixed kind of, I mean, it's not perfect, Sure. but it's, it's been fixed. So, We'll get to that though. Um, and then I hit after that, I went to like, it was like an hour and a half, two hour, maybe, maybe an hour from Charleston to Fayetteville and Fayetteville is where new river gorge national park is. Oh, so that yep. was the park that I wanted to hit. One of the parks <laughs> I wanted to hit. That was like one of my destinations kind of, I don't know why it's the newest national park, I guess. And uh, so I got to go see that place and just the, beautiful drive from Charleston down to Fayetteville. It was like the, one of the coolest stretches of the whole trip. That's when I called you. Yeah. I called you from that, um, spot about getting the title for the Jeep. Yep. Cause I oh, called do you have that back. Did no, I give that back? To no, you? Okay. you still have that. But I called you yeah. that day. Cause like that was when the muffler was like jimmied up and I thought the Jeep was just like going to be falling apart. I was <laughs> yeah. like, you better just send that title to Morstead's house and and then if I need it, I can scrap the Jeep out or something yeah. along the and way. You were gonna try get, to like scrap and then find some. Cheap I was gonna to try and going. find some cheap car to buy or make a bad decision and take a loan out on a car. Something I didn't need to be doing. Yeah, you know, just out of like panic. But the Jeep was fine. Jeep turned out to be fine. It was just re- it sounded really really bad until I kind of fixed the muffler. Sure, it sounded really really bad, and so that was like I probably should have done that in the parking lot right away because what ended up happening was once i got to north carolina um which is where i drove for after i stayed at, at like a day and a half in fayetteville 
visited New River Gorge, did the interview with the uh, park ranger there. Yep. I got an interview with the park ranger. Did hit a couple breweries there. Um, Bridge Brew Works in Fayetteville. Those that, those were the guys that like kept trying to feed me beers and kept trying to get me wasted or yep. whatever. Like They were awesome. They were really, really good. And then there was another one that I didn't do an official review for in Fayetteville. Having a tough time thinking of the name of it. But I didn't get an interview with anyone there. There was a super cute girl there. What was her name? Not just, cute enough to remember. No, she was cute. Okay. She was cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. You know, I shot my shot. Sure. I tried my thing. She just wasn't interested. Yeah. That's all right. You she didn't want to go on the road trip with a broken she did, Jeep. She didn't want to get, she didn't want to get in that <laughs> Jeep, you know? <laughs> but, uh. It was fun, and then I made. So what happened was I ended up fixing my muffler when I got down to North Carolina. The next day after West Virginia, um, I fixed it with like a soup can and some hose clamps. Have you ever Is that seen that done? Still on? Yeah, I've yeah. done that a couple times. Yeah. So that's trucks. what that's where that's the current state of my muffler. Okay. Um, the problem is it, you know, it split on that stem. But when it fell, it like drug and ripped up the whole muffler. Oh. So yeah. like, there's like holes all over in my muffler and it's like sure scraped to hell it's like all there's just like it's beat to hell you know yeah. but it's held up now by a soup can so it's at least not as quite as loud as it was okay um definitely like way quieter than what it was driving power. down so and then after that i um you know the jeep burns oil so i just kept adding oil and kept checking my fluids and I think it kind of got into a groove. Yeah. Like the, the Jeep kind of like <laughs> it fell into a groove. It was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. This okay. is what I was built to do. I was made to bring this man across the country <laughs> and I will do that for him. You know? So I was proud of my, really how many, proud of how my many miles did it get put on? Did you ever, I should have figured that out. That, I don't yeah. know if I clocked at all, but it was over 3000. Okay. It was like, it was over 3000 less than four, probably like 30, 32 to 35 that's would probably good. be my guess sure um but it wasn't too much like constant driving you know the stretch that i drove from chicago down to west virginia was long okay that felt really long when i had the jeep issues the muffler issues but then i spent some time in north carolina uh with morstead and then after that uh went to south carolina to congaree national park okay and that was like three hours away from morstead's house or something so that was like a short little drive sure and then it was another three hours to atlanta to see my friend amber so that was a short little drive it was just like just little like stints just little hops and then like you know my friend preston lived an hour away from amber and and then where we went camping up in northern georgia was like two or three hours north of them okay and then nashville was only like four hours from my buddy preston's house it was just like it was a lot of short little shots that i took right to get where i was going in between and then like not driving for like three days straight not driving day. not driving for like a full day and a half straight the only time i did that really like full day straight was from chicago down to west virginia because i didn't really feel like there was anything for me to stop and see there and sure. i probably missed out on some stuff i'm right. sure i missed out on some stuff driving just driving through indianapolis skipping indianapolis not seeing more stuff in chicago um 
I'm sure there's some stuff in Ohio if you know where to look, but I didn't know what to even look for in Ohio. You right. know, like I'm sure it's a beautiful state. I'm sure I don't have anything bad there's to say about cool Ohio. There's a couple cool museums in Ohio. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, not what you were looking for. Not what I was looking for. So, yeah. Then let's see. So, Congaree National Park. I, I spent some time in Pinehurst with, Nor- with Morty and her friend. Um, and then did the Pinehurst Brewing Company there. Um, hit a couple of different breweries there with Morty. Got to play a bunch of board games, uh, meet her roommate, meet some of her friends from the hospital. It was a lot of fun. Good. It was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. Um, the time I got to spend in North Carolina was awesome. And then, yeah, Congaree was really, really cool. I got to see some wild boars. Really? I got to see some wild boars. That's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. It, it's the, I, and I hope I get this right, but I think it's the most biodiverse uh, section of forest in the world or something they were claiming for like this small square mile radius or something. Sure. But it was like the most plants, the most different species of, of plants and trees that exist or something interesting. So it was just like all these crazy different types of trees and plants. So and did I didn't see some like exotic looking things. Kind of. I mean the boar, the wild boars were pr- felt pretty exotic to me, but I think they're everywhere down there. And yeah. like, I think they're like an invasive, I've come to find they're like an invasive species or yeah. something down. Yeah, south. I think when you hunt them and I watch like meat eater or something, hunting TV, the boars you know. out of the helicopters. Okay. Well, yeah, that, but like, there's like no limit on them. You yeah. just want them you like just, you just eat all you want. Yeah. Well, you don't eat them. I don't think. I think you can eat. I, them. That guy ate them. Yeah. On the show. Huh. So that'd be kind of fun. And shooting some from a helicopter would be really fun. Yeah. That should be your next adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I went into Congaree and spent some time in the forest, and it was fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Let's see. And then. After that, yeah, I just went and spent, uh, went went into Atlanta, hit, I had some time to kill before um, my friend Amber was getting done working that day, so she recommended uh, a place in downtown Atlanta, a brew, gosh, I have a tough time remembering all these, Halfway Crooks was the name of this place, so um, Halfway Crooks was this really, really cool spot downtown, it had like open air seating up top so it was like a like a rooftop bar it was like a rooftop bar but it was like in the middle level of the building it wasn't on the rooftop but it was like all open air so it was like a rooftop bar with like like you had a a lid above you though yeah there was like a roof above okay but it was just really cool it was super cool super cool place they served like really cool traditional traditional like european loggers okay so it was like not not what you would get out of like a typical Americanized beer. Like it was way, they were like halfway crooks was probably the most unique, um, different beer that I had. Like a lot of people were like kind of fitting into like different niches breweries, but they definitely did. Like it was kind of like anti-American beer. Oh, okay. Sort of. I could just tell that it was different. I could tell that it was like way, way different. Sure. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. And then I got to spend uh, the night, kind of hanging around, with, hanging out with my friend Amber. Met some of her roommates. Um, we went and had some pizza, had some beer, walked around the little. 
there's like a cool little bike path that runs through downtown Atlanta. We got to go see a bunch of bunch of cool weird people down there. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, I went and hung out with my buddy Preston. Okay. And then um, we pretty much just. I want to say the next day I went over to Preston's, we hung out and then we got up and went to um, the trailhead. So Amber had recommended three forks. It's a camping three forks is like a trailhead for the Appalachian trail. It's like almost it's like right near the beginning of the trail. So there's basically from the three forks trailhead where we camped, you're like four little over four miles South on the trail, I guess. Um, to Springer Mountain, which is the southernmost part of the AT. Okay. So you, if you're going to hike the entire AT, you're either starting at Springer Mountain or you're ending at Springer Mountain. Okay. So we kind of camped in that area, near that area. Um, <clears throat> so Preston and I went a day ahead of time, and Amber met us the next day. Yeah, and then Amber came up and joined Preston and I the next night. That was like Friday night when she got done work and she came and joined us. And then did some hiking Friday night, did a nice good hike on Saturday morning. Um, it was just we, it was such a cool camp, such yeah. a cool camp spot. Free, it's like in the National Forest there in northern Georgia. I forget what the name of that National Forest is that the trail starts in um that's gonna bug me i should have written that down but um anyways did that and then um yeah just it was, it was like one of the coolest camping spots ever so if you ever get a chance to go to northern georgia for and you want some good free out of cell service out of like out in the wilderness just camping out there, just out, out there, there just out there it was awesome it was really really fun um cool and then the next day, Saturday afternoon, early evening, we all just kind of, well, Amber had to go back and do something in Atlanta, and Preston and I had been there. We stayed Thursday night, Friday night, and we were like, we decided we weren't going to stay Saturday out there, so we ended up going back and staying at his place. And Sure. And I stayed with him for a couple of days. I want to th say the next day we went to um, Chattahoochee Bend. Okay state park in like central georgia or like it would be like west central georgia um and that was really cool it was just a cool little there's a huge difference between a state park and a national park oh okay or like a national forest and a state park there's like, like a big size and everything just like size and um more so just like awe factor oh like sure. i think if there's enough like wow like if there's like a something that really blows you away like whoa this is cool it's probably like national. it's probably going to be be a national park okay versus like state parks are like oh this is kind of what like our area. state has to offer you know okay. like i don't know it's that's just like my i kind of realized that it's like state parks are cool but they're not they're not as cool as like the national forest. Sure. National. Park I guess I haven't explored um, enough to know that. So that's good. Enough. Yeah. But then I hung out with press in a little bit. Didn't really know what my plan was. I had, um, that was a part of the trip where I was like, I'd plan like if the Jeep was running good. I was going to go down to Texas or go see my friend Diego or go up into the smoky mountains more and go see like great smoky mountain national park and like Cumberland gap and like all that stuff 
But I ended up um, getting a call from my brother-in-law, Travis, who would, who had like a last minute trip to Nashville in for Nash- work for what? work. So oh, he does okay. like, um, he's an engineer. So there was some, I forget what, what the plant was in Nashville there. It's, it's some. it was a big one. It was like, I don't know. It was like, like, I don't want to say Kellogg or craft. It was like some craft plant or something. He needed to go do like an engineering trip. Okay. So he had to like at the last minute, he got like a, ho- a couple, a couple nights hotels in Nashville. And he's like, if you want to come stay with me in Nashville, Crazy. you can come. And it was like four hours away from where I was. Yeah. So I'm like, sure. So I kind of put the, the rest of the plans I had. I had like my plan a was to go to Texas crunch that and then my plan b was to go up into like see like you know more of the smoky mountains and stuff and i scrapped that and went to nashville instead and i'm kind of sure. glad i did yeah spend a little time with him yep i'm glad i got better to- than what what else he would have done yeah and i've been to i've been to great smoky mountains national park once before okay and i saw it and it was cool it was great but it was like i'm glad i got to see like i'd never been to nashville before sure driven around it but i'd never like been into nashville and like having the free place to stay it was like a no-brainer yeah and so like a nice shower yeah yeah so i went there and then when he when they went to the plant to do their work i went to downtown nashville to broadway oh okay and like interviewed i got a couple interviews in with um some musicians and that's cool a sound tech we're going there next week you are yep for what abby just go to see some of her family huh sounds fun so it'll be fun to see what you say about this yeah well yeah now i mean it was just like broadway's worth going and seeing for sure sure it's worth going and seeing the parking's tough down there um the it's just really densely populated all the like little show show people are just doing their show things right it's, it's like you have to experience it kind of i think you just have to like go experience like the broadway strip on at in nashville there it's just kind of cool sure you know um definitely an interesting lifestyle that those musicians live yeah the people that the people that choose to make that their career and live down downtown there are just like it's, it's a just lifestyle, it's quite it? the lifestyle yeah it's quite the lifestyle and you know, from what I gather, a lot of the people that are playing on Broadway down there aren't necessarily—they're like career Broadway musicians. Like right. they're not like going to be the next Brad Paisley or you know, anything. They're just like play out on they're the just going to play out, just going to play, for, play, make a career out of playing music for the tourists. Interesting. That's not like I think that some of them will probably like rise from the rise from the streets and like make big music careers out of themselves i'm sure some of them will but and it seems like probably that's, just that's what they want though that might be what they want you know i don't know i don't know but it's kind of interesting yeah they're kind of probably um, famous in their own head yeah but uh on the way up to nashville i did stop in uh chattanooga well i hit another state park i hit fort mountain state park on my way up there um that's like in northern georgia and then uh i went into chattanooga and hit a couple did a couple brewery reviews in chattanooga okay chattanooga brewing company and then one called five wits okay and both those breweries were really really cool really really good really really good beer awesome Um, and then what happened after nashville what else did i do in nashville i got to see um the 
Parthenon. It's like that Greek, you know, that like big Greek building with like the pillars. Okay. I they, don't know. it. They made like should a, maybe. You'd know it if you saw it, but they, okay. they, they made like a replica of this ancient Greek building in Atlanta. Okay. And it's like a museum. So we paid like 10 bucks to go into it, but it was like all this cool ancient it's it's something i never would have done on my own like i never would have done anything like travis that wanted to do but, it though? but it was one of travis's co-workers oh, okay who was with him one of the salesmen who was with him wanted to do it and i'm really glad we did i'm really really glad that we did go see it because yeah. it was a feat i mean like they're making a replica of this but it's like what kind of engineering witchcraft did were they pulling off back when they were doing it without to make the this equipment stuff? like right. how the heck did they make them did they make all this stuff you aliens. know it, what's that aliens dude for real probably <laughs> no aliens. i'm not like, gonna start you on a, a dude, rabbit probably hole. aliens but <laughs> no. yeah we, we don't need to get in, too into that um but let's see then after that i went up to kentucky so i drove up it was like an hour and a half or an hour from where we're staying in Nashville up to Mammoth Cave National Park, which is just north of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay. And I didn't really get to see much in Kentucky besides like the countryside and Mammoth Cave National Park. Sure. So Mammoth Cave is the largest cave system known by man in the world. Oh, The largest wow. mapped cave system in the world. It's like, I don't know, it's like this six or 700 miles of cave or something did you sleep um, in a cave i didn't get to sleep in the cave that would have been cool that would have been cool <laughs> but i did get to do a cave tour oh wow. i went on like this historic it was like called the historic tour and it was just like the guy sharing a bunch of like cool history about the cave and how it was like basically the cave when the cave was originally I think they said it was discovered like 5,000. They like found bodies traced back like 5,500 years or 6,000 years or something. Like, okay. But then like the cave really didn't start to like be used until like early 1800s Okay, was when they started like uh, pulling minerals out of the cave that were like byproducts of gunpowder. I don't know if it was like sulfur or what they were. I forget what, what the element that they were pulling out of the cave was, but it okay. was whatever they were using to make gunpowder for the war of 1812. And so like, I got to learn all about that and like how basically they were south of the Mason Dixon line okay. in, in Kentucky there. So they were, it was basically the whole cave system as we know it, the modern cave system at mammoth cave was all established by, by slaves, all established by slaves though from the gunpowder um, manufacturing and mining all the way up to like the tour the original tour guides and all of the tour guides up until the emancipation proclamation basically okay when, when the slaves were freed um it was all like forced labor forced labor in those caves damn it was like super dark history, like yeah. super dark history. Like, so I went on this cave tour, like thinking I was going to see this cool cave and right. all this stuff. And it, it was, it was cool. It was a cool cave, but it was just like a really heavy history sure. to absorb while you're in there, while you're in there, you know, like you're in there and he's like telling you the history of it. You're like, damn, that's crazy. That's it it's so, wild to think. Yeah. What, yeah. what happened in there? That's So I went on one tour, one of the mammoth cave tours. It was free to get into that park. 
but the tour was like it was 20 bucks to go on that the tour i went on okay and then they were sold out of a bunch of the tours i wanted to go on oh so because like i got there on a I don't know. I must have been there on a Thursday or something. Sure. The next day was like a Friday and like all of the, all of the tours I wanted to go on were sold out. So yeah. like, I was going to pay, pay more and go on more tours, but there wasn't like, I didn't want to go on the same one I went on. Yeah. So like, I like, I like decided not to, not to uh, stay for more than a day there. And then I went over to uh, land between the lakes, national recreation area. Okay. You, you would love it there. That was pretty cool. You would love it there, dude. Um, super cool there was a it's basically a huge section uh, like a huge kind of island in between kentucky and i think yeah a good chunk of it you have to listen to that little episode i did about land between the lakes because it was kind of funny that was uh that was the night i snuck in did i tell you about sneaking into the tour group no i didn't tell you that story uh. oh my gosh so Use your use your imagination on um, what kind of state of mind I was in <laughs> okay. when I was when all this was going down. But I had just got done driving around um, the elk and uh, bison preserve. They have like an elk and bison preserve there. Okay. So I got to like drive this big loop and like see these elk and bison, and then. Uh, after that, I was like pulling back to the visitor center. I was going to use the bathroom and like maybe find somewhere to sleep. Sure. Find somewhere to take a nap for the night. <laughs> and uh, I pull back into the visitor center and I see like all these tour vans that just got done with the elk and bison. They just got done with the elk and bison uh, tour. And I was like, oh, they're, they're all getting out of their tour buses and they're walking towards. I knew there was a planetarium in there. Okay. Yeah, I was like, there's a planetarium in there. They're all going to the planetarium. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to the planetarium. Okay. They're, they're going to the planetarium. I'm going with them. That was like, the, like she just like, like hopped in. It was like all in a split second. I was like eating the bag of walking around outside, kind of like looking around, like what's going on? Like, I'm pretty sure the visitor center is supposed to be closed by now. Okay. It's like, it was like eight, it was like eight o'clock or something. And I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be closed at six. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Why are there all these people here? Sure. And then I, it, like I saw them all walking into the planetarium and I just like blended into the middle of their group and just walked right into the planetarium with them, dude. I, I ended no up, way. dude, I ended up joining it. It was the, did anyone like call you up and be like, what are you doing here? No one called me out, but lots of people wanted to. Oh, okay. you could tell a lot of people wanted to call me out. Like, like I wasn't getting mean mug, but the group was, it was the Kentucky master naturalist training class. Okay. They were all training to be master naturalists okay. or like DNR officers or like something, you know, they were all going into this, into like natural, into a natural resources career. Sure. And this was like, you know, they did their, they must have been doing their training. And this was like the section of training that was at the planetarium. Sure. And it wasn't even really training. It was just like a planetarium show. Okay. Have you ever been to a planetarium before? No. It's kind of fun. You should go to a planetarium okay. for sure. Um, and if you get a chance to uh, sneak into a tour group and join their <laughs> planetarium tour, then it's more it's fun. E it's even better because it's free. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I think they did end up taking a head count and they were going to bill whoever was. Uh, responsible for that so if oh. you're out there from the uh kentucky master naturalist training group and you got a 
extra bill, you can send it my way. There you go. <laughs> you can send it my way. That's funny. <laughs> but um, that was a fun night. I got to look through after we were done. So where where did you stay then? Because you were um, you were looking for a spot to. I was sleep. looking for a spot to crash. So after we got done with the planetarium tour, it was like late later at night. It was like dark. They had a because that's the other thing about land between the lakes. It's a they try to keep it dark. It's like a dark area. There's no light. Oh, okay. There's very minimal light pollution that spills over okay. um, across the bridges onto this land between the lakes. So they had a telescope set up out there. And then I went out and looked through this like super dope telescope with this group. You know, like we all went outside and looked <laughs> and took turns and they we knew all, you were yeah, like, we, all, we all were taking turns and I just like, <laughs> hop, again, just hopped right in line and just like, Oh, I'll take my turn and look through this telescope, you know? But then I, uh, I wasn't done, so I, I set up my podcast equipment there. Okay. I was like, well, if this has gone this good, I'm going to get an interview with this guy who just led this, who oh, just okay. led this gr- tour group, sure. you know? like so, I, so did you pull that off? I pulled that off. Damn. So I ended up getting an interview with the guy who led the group. Crazy. And he... He didn't know I that say, I wasn't you, a part of spill it. The beans? He didn't know that I wasn't a part. I think he was like confused kind of. Sure. Once, like you'll have to listen back to the land between the lakes episode. Okay. Uh, and, and listen to that, listen to that guy because like I start out that like on the mic by myself, kind of explaining what had happened. And I'm like, I'm going to pause this real quick and see if I can find someone to interview. And I like hit the pause button on the thing. Oh, so he was, oh, okay. and then I went and found him and brought him back and sat him down on the mic and just like hit. So he didn't catch the point where so you're he, like he didn't, he didn't get the oh, beginning. Okay. Of, he didn't get the beginning of the episode or the end of the episode, but he was like in the middle of the episode that talking about it. Epic. It was, it was epic. It was <laughs> epic. So that guy, um, I got his phone number. I haven't sent him that episode yet. Oh, okay. Are you going to? I kind of feel like I should. Why wouldn't you? Because I think he would get a kick out yeah. of it. Yeah. For sure. Um, but then yeah, after that, you asked where I slept. I drove across the bridge, just across the bridge, because I didn't want to stay there. Sure. After like doing all that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get the <laughs> hell out of this place. Like I've pushed my luck here this evening. Yeah. I'm gonna, so I like drove um, like five or 10 minutes out of the rec- national recreation area. There was a state park on the other side of the bridge. Okay. I didn't get the name of that state park, but I just like pulled into a super nice, like overlook. It was sure. just like a really, really nice overlook with like a shelter stayed there for the night, woke up the next morning and bathed in the lake. It was really nice. Yeah. Really nice. I think you posted a, a thing of that. I don't think it was that spot. I think that was a different oh, spot. Was a different, I, one? different spot. That was in West Virginia that I found. I found a cup. I found some really nice bathing locations. Okay, really nice. Just like in the lake or the river. Yep, or? just like in a creek or Crazy. In the river. Or, it's kind of nice. Like it's there's something. Uh, it's probably pretty refreshing. Yeah, there's something like. You know, they say like you take your shoes off and walk barefoot. You're like grounding yourself. Sure. You know, if you like swim it like on a cold morning or like a chilly morning you're like, it's not like hot like oh i want to go swimming because i'm hot but yeah. you're just like i'm getting in this natural body of water even though it's kind of cold and uncomfortable yep there's like something kind of like that triggers you that as makes a person sense. you know it kind of like triggers you as a person a little bit so sure. i definitely got that um but then after that the next day I knew I wanted to go see the Ozarks. So my plan was to go to Branson Okay. and I'd, I'd been to Branson before. Um, but I, so I wanted to see some different stuff 
in the Ozarks. And I don't know what you know about the Ozarks. Do you know much about them? Not much, no. They're basically, it's like a region that I don't really even know how big it is, but it's huge. The Ozarks are like all of southeastern Missouri and northern Arkansas, Okay, I think. Sure. I, have um, no I think that's I think that's the state below Missouri. I'm struggling with my geography. But um it's like this huge region. So Branson's like the one like tourist trap part of the Ozarks. Okay. But there's like it's so expansive otherwise. So I hit the Ozarks National Scenic Riverways, which is also a huge expansive area. It's like a massive, massive area. Um, so it's, but I hit like a few, just, just a, some cool little spots. Got to see some stuff that next day in like uh, Mark Twain national forest, these okay. river, scenic riverways. And they were awesome. They were super cool. Awesome. And then uh, called Harry and Brett later that night and was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm thinking about going to Branson. Um, and I could be down to Branson and, in a, in a couple hours and i could be to you guys in a couple more hours yeah and they're like well we got a nice bed for you yep we got ac it was like 95 degrees that day sure. it was so hot and my no, jeep no doesn't have my jeep, jeep doesn't have air conditioning so it was so hot and i was driving across missouri and it was going to be so hot in branson the next day and i had already been to branson and i just saw a cool part of the scenic riverways in that area so i was like whatever i'm just gonna cut off the last little bit and spend some extra time in kansas city so yep. i drove to kansas city stayed with harry that first night in kansas city um and then stayed with brett the next night oh yeah brett lives with Paige. yeah brett lives with Paige now so i stayed at brett and Paige's house and it took me like all of about 10 seconds to convince brett to call in sick no to work way. on monday okay. so so i convinced brett didn't have to twist his arm by any means but i just convinced brett to call in to work sick and go to the zoo with me <laughs> sure it was a great time we yeah. had a great time at the zoo hopefully his you bosses know? don't see this hopefully they don't hopefully they don't get this one hopefully this isn't one that they get they won't find it they won't find this one but um yeah brett and i went to the zoo we had a great time at the zoo, kansas yeah. city zoo zoo and aquarium um so you did like a lot of adventuring and a lot of stuff like sightseeing stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. 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 I did a, like a good mix. I feel like I got a really, really good mix of breweries and national parks, national forests, camping in camping on the Appalachian trail, like seeing some, you know, the Kansas city zoo, some more like touristy things in, um nashville too yeah. you know like there was it was like a good combination of of stuff i got to do for good. sure got to go to some like some football games my first college football game okay two nfl games one, huh? yeah i went to two nfl games on this trip like it was a lot of fun it yeah. was like it was like a lot of fun experiences packed into one month yeah tons of them um so what else did i do just kansas city just to wrap it up i did um casual animal brewing in uh downtown kansas city there um i hit boulevard brewing i went on a 
Boulevard is like one of the biggest breweries in the country. Okay. They're huge. They are massive. So I went on the, a tour of their facility and it was crazy. Like yep. huge, huge, unfathomable processing facilities, like crazy amounts of beer that they make. Okay. Um, and then I went to Weston Bend State Park outside of Kansas City and kind of just spent, killed some time there one day. Uh, and that was pretty much it. We came up to Minneapolis, spent Friday, Saturday, Sunday night in Minneapolis at the end. And then you came, which was fun. You came into the chiefs game with us. That was so much fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And that's pretty much the trip. I mean, okay. Yeah. You're trying to think. And then I just drove back home from Minneapolis and that was it. Yeah. I remember talking to you at the end of the game and you're like, I should just come home tonight but you stayed one more night. Yeah, I didn't feel I didn't quite feel like doing that, but yeah. I kind of do want to do a quick rundown of the scores from the brewery reviews. Sure. Cuz I ended up hitting of the ones I did reviews on. I think there was two or three that I hit that I didn't do like scores for or like reviews of officially, but I hit them anyways. But I have reviews here for it looks like 14 breweries. And I'm going to start at the bottom. Again, I have nothing bad to say about any of these breweries. I would recommend checking out every single one of these on the list if you have the opportunity to. There's no, I don't have anything bad to say about any of them. Sure. But the lowest one, the lowest score I gave was a 41 out of 50 to 10K Which Brewing. still pretty good. That's pretty like good a, score. I didn't, give very, I didn't give any bad scores, yeah. really. I just kind of, I didn't really. I could have been, I don't think I could have been harder on people, though. Like, I was like, not trying to be like overly nice. It was just like a lot of just like really good arbitrary average scoring, you know, um, 10 K brewing in Anoka though, came in, came in at a 41. And then you had, um, then these guys probably should have done better. I probably should have, I was probably a little too hard on, on these guys. Cause looking back on it, it was one of the more enjoyable conversations with someone I had, but, um, the, the, uh, 608 brewing in lacrosse, they came in at a 42 out of 50, um, I, I got served. Oh yeah. I, I want to mention that Anoka 10 K brewing. I got the Anoka fest. So their October fest there, um, at six Oh eight brewing, I got served a, uh, Citronado, um, hazy IPA that was very good in hindsight might've been the best IPA I got on my trip or the hazy IPA I got on my trip. But I think that the best one I got on my trip was hazy, hazy mornings from copper trail but they'll okay. come later in the list so then um tied at 42 and a half points was short story brewing and fife street brewing their next door neighbors in uh charleston oh, west virginia yep, i saw that they were like they were really really good both of those were really really good um kind of tougher to access sure it, it paid for parking yeah, you talked about the parking stuff. thing right away yeah um and then the clump at 43 points here all tied at 43. You had Casual Animal Brewing in Kansas City. You had the Lacrosse Distilling Company in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. And then Outstate Brewing here in Fergus Falls. Okay. Uh, they were all in at 43. So that's kind of like the middle of the pack there. Um, a couple tied at 43 and a half. We had Five Wits Brewing in Chattanooga. And then we had uh, Halfway Crooks in Atlanta. And then at uh, 44. I had three more tied at 44. I had Chattanooga Brewing Company, uh, Pinehurst Brewing Company, and 22 Northsman. Um, obviously, Pinehurst was in Pinehurst, and 
Chattanooga is in Chattanooga. Sure. And then uh, 22 Northman was in Alexandria. So uh, oh, I really, the Alexandria breweries did really, really well because the, the top two here tied with 44 and a half points for my top scoring breweries was uh, Copper Trail in okay. Alexandria and uh, Bridge Brew Works in uh, Fayetteville, West Virginia. Interesting. And um, I liked, I think, Copper Trail. I don't know if I, I would say, like, I liked them the most because they got the best scores. But, like, for sure, Bridge Brew Works in West Virginia stood out to me as one of the most unique places because they didn't have an indoor, nothing indoor. It was all outdoor. Sure. Okay. So there's nowhere to sit inside. It's like a seasonal brewery. But uh, that was, like, a really, really cool cool one so all those breweries though crazy awesome. no one got so, a 50 out of 50 nobody got a 50 out of 50 <clears throat> um nobody got a 10 out of 10 on their beer quality oh, okay uh the best score i gave out was a um it looks like i gave out two nine and a halves the hazy mornings ipa from copper trail was a nine and a half okay and i bet you if you serve me that beer in a frosted pint glass, ten. I bet you that's a ten out of ten. Beer. Okay. Um, and then also there was a Chuck's P fifty one porter that that I really really liked. That was from Fife Street Brewing in Charleston, West Virginia. I think that Chuck's P fifty one porter won like best beer at show in one of the largest um, competitions in West Virginia. Oh, really? So they, cool. they, yeah, they had a really, really good porter, and I'm not really a porter drinker, so sure, I was pretty excited about that. Interesting, but yeah, brewer, the brewery reviews made it fun. For yeah, that sure. was kind of like your, yeah, your, um, but not, then also just cold, like but. all that stuff, like, and it maybe like it's because I was maybe trying to do too much in too short a time, like too condensed of a period of time. Like I think the brewery reviews. I might have a future with those. Like I might do more of those. Like if you go like maybe one a week or, you know, like maybe like do one a week or one every couple weeks or something instead of trying to cram in so many in such a short period of time, it just got a little like not as enjoyable kind of like, and that was kind of how like all of it kind of got felt like I got burnt out at the end. It was just like, well, this is just not really fun. So I'm just going to kind of, quit doing all these updates and just kind of enjoy my trip. And that's yeah. kind of like how the, how, how it went at the end for me. I was and like, that's probably good. That's probably yeah. what you needed a little bit. Yeah. So, so now what's the future outlook? It's a good question. For biddies. Now you're back in Fergus. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be working here like I was. Yeah. Be, you know, saving up pennies and plotting my escape for my next time i get to go on an adventure there you go you know that's going to be what it is saving up my money and trying to trying to build my bank account back up to the point where i can do this surprisingly enough the trip wasn't that expensive i didn't budget everything out like i didn't keep track of like every dollar i spent but just like obviously i didn't have i had some podcast sponsorships from the fergus falls business spotlight not very much money but i had a little bit of money coming in when i was gone but for the most part, I didn't have any money coming in, just money going out. Yep. And my bank account wasn't 
as depleted as I thought it was going to be. Sure. So I think it was cheaper. Maybe I might have spent, you know, I might have spent a thousand bucks on this trip or something, which is not bad. Not bad. That's not yeah. bad at all for with gas included in that. Like, yeah, maybe no, like that's not bad maybe fifteen hundred. Okay. You know, a thousand fifteen hundred bucks, but it wasn't. It wasn't that. And had I had like a major breakdown with my car or something else go wrong or some unforeseen expense, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been pretty bad pretty quick. Could have yeah. I could have been pretty broke pretty quick, but it's not how it worked out. But you had a good experience and you're back safe. Yep, and I would. Uh, That's good. I don't think there's anything I'd do different. Good. Yep. No more rules next time though. No rules. <laughs> That's honestly, yeah. Like looking back on like, because uh, I'd always ask people uh, travel advice, relationship advice, mental sure. health advice. You know, just like get get some advice from people and like. If I had to give myself rules for travel advice now after this experience or like give rule, like not, not rules, but like give advice. Yep. I would say, um, don't make, like, don't set rules and expectations for yourself. Sure. For sure. Don't do that. Just go and enjoy. It, and, uh, definitely, definitely make a plan when you want to go on a trip, when you want to do something, when you want to like go on a cool adventure, definitely make a plan and just don't be so set on following it. Sure. You know, like make a plan, have a plan, See know what, what you want to do. You're there a little bit, but though. like leave yourself the ability to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like join a random tourist yep. group. Yep. <laughs> you, yeah. Leave yourself enough flexibility and enough spontaneity in the, in your trip that you can just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Sure. And you don't have to like be stuck on some itinerary for the whole time. Right. You know, like it doesn't sound like a very fun. It doesn't sound, that's no fun. That's no fun. You don't want to be like on some itinerary the whole time you're traveling. You want to be, you want to be able to enjoy the moment, let the moment, nothing happens outside of the moment. Right. And that's something that like, I'm learning the depth of that as I get older and older and older, like, um, you know, like we've got, notifications coming in our phone people wanting our attention people this or that and it's like all the time for all me. the time for you <laughs> yeah. but like there's nothing that's that that happens that's not happening right now yeah there's a world that's gonna happen and there's all these things in the future that are pulling us and trying to like get our attention and trying to get us to focus on them there's all the shit in the past our mistakes all the bullshit that we have gone through in the past like all that stuff that we want to dwell on and like grind over and process and think about but right. nothing matters except What's the moment happened? except for where you're at in the moment you know and that's like huge for travel mental health probably like the best mental health advice if you could figure oh, yeah. out a way to just be present in the moment and not anxious about the future or regretting the past for one reason or another right so yeah but it was a good trip. So you're, you're ending it as an inspirational speaker. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, That's all maybe. Right. That's and I don't know what the future is for this series. So this is, you know, the better on the better on the run podcast, better on the run, whatever I want to make of it. I feel like I'm going to do more with it, I, but I'm just going to call this like, I'll put a cap on this and I'll call it end of season yeah, one. Chapter one. End of season one, end of chapter one. Maybe I go up in, if I have some motivation or if I have like a desire to go do some more brewery reviews, maybe I'll go hit some in Fargo or 
Minneapolis or go back to down right. to La Crosse, Wisconsin or go wherever, you know, like I could see myself taking another trip and wanting to do interviews again with people for sure. Sure. So we'll see what comes of it, but, but I'm not gonna, um, like, I'm not gonna like put anything out there and say, I have this plan or these expectations, you know, I don't, I think right. that this could be it, you know, this could very well be it too. This might be the last time anyone hears an episode of better on the run podcast. Interesting. It could be, it could be, we'll see how it all goes. Keep them guessing then. Yep. Yep. But thanks Good. for, thanks for sitting down with me, Sam. Oh yeah. What else you got? Anything else you got? Anything else happened here while I was gone? No, just same old, <clears throat> same old business family. And that's it. Yep. One of the things that happened when I was out there, I was planning on maybe working out in, um, <clears throat> working out in the Tetons again this winter. And yep. I called when I was like in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta one morning, I just called that guy and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go work at, I'm not going to go work at Grand Targi this yeah. winter. Like, cause you would have left here and moved out there, right? I would have been here for like a month. Yep. A and month. And then out there, Yep, out there by like Thanksgiving, you know? And so I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm deciding to stay here and try to plant myself and try to get some roots I think it's and a try idea. to have like a little bit more of a stable, not so on the run life. Yep. You know, cause I'm not entirely sure that I'm not entirely sure I am better on the run. Oh, I, might be not. I think I, I think it's important to get out and do that stuff. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure that that, that that's me. You know, I think that there is, I think there's always going to be a part of me that's going to want to do stuff. And that's why I'm probably always going to be the guy that, just saves up his, you know, stuffs his piggy bank with dollar with dollar bills until he's got enough money to go on a trip yep. somewhere. I'll probably but they don't have to be, be a month guy. long trip. Can it be just like a long weekend getaway? Yeah. Quick trip? It could be. That's I need to do more of that. Yeah. Like Minnesota stuff. Like I haven't been to Voyagers. Oh, okay. Have you been up to Boundary Waters? Voyagers? Uh no. No, the most like, place we go to is we uh, got to go up and see Voyagers. We're so close. We have a national park right in our backyard here. Right, you know, I I, I only went out to um, the state parks around our area here a couple times. Okay, you know, like I want to go see Glend, you know, Glendalo and Maplewood again here in the fall. It's yeah, like the best Maplewood, time of year to go yeah. see them right now. Go see Maplewood and all that stuff. So there's definitely more things, but that's like the point of how I'm gonna have to approach life now to keep it fresh here like this area does have so much to offer fergus falls has so much to offer and if you're not from fergus wherever you are your your hometown your home state your area has so much to offer yeah if you just are willing to get out like you said take a weekend trip do that you know like you don't have to like uproot your life for a month and drive 3500 miles around the country to find cool places to go see yeah we got plenty around here you know and setting your roots is is good i think it'll be good for you yep it is so trying to think if there's anything else that i want to add to this before we get out of here but i think i got it i think i unpacked that whole thing you unpacked your trip i'm unpacked i'm not unpacked but i'm pretty (laughs) unpacked I, the, I'm now I've now verbally unpacked okay. the trip. I've got <laughs> some laundry unpacked. to do. I'm not the Jeep is still a mess. I'm not unpacked, but sure. But this podcast is unpacked now. So does it feel good? It does. Awesome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I've seen these faces and I've heard it all before. I've 
Oh 